You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll find the new Queen's Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode. This is a special, another early episode release. Yes, it's being released on Tuesday, February 14th, instead of the Saturday. Why? (laughs) Well, there's a very good reason for that. It's because Valentine's Day, the 14th, is day one of the Locked in Love two-week challenge. And so that's the reason why I wanted to release this on Tuesday instead of the Saturday. Okay, so this episode today is an interview that I did with Key Barrett, who's been on the show before. He has two, he's got lots of books, but two of my absolute favorite books. One of them is called Locked in Love. We've talked about this book before. It's his two-week trial in chastity and his experience with it with his wife, and it was transformative and everything like that. But the book is available now on audiobook, which is so awesome because couples can listen to it together. So we had this crazy idea while we were talking on this episode that we would do a two-week challenge for couples who want to try chastity. And it was kind of last minute, but we've put it all together and it is now happening starting Tuesday, February 14th, the two-week Locked in Love Challenge. So what it is, it's mainly for couples, but for singles, they can participate as well. Um, for couples, this is for couples who, well, for any couples, but uh, for couples who have probably not tried chastity before, this is an excellent opportunity for you to do so. It's totally fine if you have experience with chastity. Hey, who needs a reason to do chastity for two weeks? <laughs> so just do it. <laughs> but it's definitely going to be great for all of those couples out there who have been curious or you know, want to learn about chastity and what it's all about. Um, so this is for you. And for the singles who want to go ahead and try it, I mean, it's always good education to learn about chastity. And this is a great opportunity to do that. Okay, so what this challenge will be like is Key Barrett and I, we will be doing... Mm, probably every couple of days or so, we'll be doing Moan chats on the Moan app. So live audio chats that will be interactive where you can just listen in, you can chat um, in the chat box with other people who are also listening in in the audience. Um, You can ask questions, you can share how your experience is going. We're going to be referring to the book because in the book, he kind of um, goes through his, you know, what it was like throughout the two weeks 
weeks of chastity that when he first tried it. So we'll be referencing the book as well as sharing our experiences together in the Moan app. It's going to be amazing, maybe even mind-blowing, and definitely transformative for your relationship. And of course, it's going to be super fun. (laughs) So why not? So how do you do this? Now, the best way to start is download the audiobook uh, on audible.com. And it's called Locked in Love. If you just search Locked in Love, then it'll pop up and you can actually download it right now for free when you get a trial of Audible. So you can just download it. It won't cost you anything as long as you sign up for the trial of Audible. So that's pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) So do it. It's going to be so great. I am going to just have the best time during this challenge. Um, What you can do is go to venuscuckoldress.com where you can actually register on there. And the only purposes of that is so that we can email you some information about the challenge itself. Um, so you don't have to register, but it's definitely super, super helpful if you do. Just go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll see the link right on the homepage or on the events page. All right, it's time to jump into the show. First, though, I'm going to give you a quick bio of Key Barrett. Uh, just to let you know a little bit about him. So Key Barrett, MSC, has spent almost 10 years researching female-led relationships, what makes the good ones so strong, and what any relationship could learn from following her lead a bit more. After engaging in a 14-day chastity experiment with his wife and partner, he began researching the profound effects of chastity slash keyholder dynamic has on intimacy, understanding, and communication, and how it can provide a fun spark to even the most vanilla relationships. He writes both nonfiction and fiction with a female leadership focus. All works are non-judgmental and always between consenting adults and you can follow him on twitter at key barrett msc so joining me on the show today is my very good friend key barrett for the fourth time on this show Welcome back, Key. I'm so happy to have you on the show again. (laughs) Clearly, I'm happy to be here, too, if I'm back for a fourth time. I love it. (laughs) Yes, and we have such a great reason to be talking today. I have been looking forward to this for so long. Locked in Love is one of my absolute favorite books, and it is out on audiobook now. Which I'm like, as soon as I got the message about that, I was like, oh my God, yay! This is so great. So for those of you listening, some of you may have uh, be familiar with this book because I haven't shut up about it. It's been so good. <laughs> we've talked about it on the show before. We've actually, I think we did a moan chat even too about this, but it is the best book that's out there about um, chastity, about for couples who want to try chastity. It is so fantastic. So um, this book, book is now available for people, for couples, hopefully couples, um, to listen on audiobook. And so for those of you who are not familiar with Locked in Love, 
how two weeks in chastity can end the barter system, renew courtship, and make a better husband. If you're not familiar with it, this is this great little book that Key wrote um, about uh, two-week chastity experiments. So, Key, why don't I hand it to you and, get, mm-hmm. and just do a little rundown of what of of how, how this book came about and what it's about? Sure. Um, first, thanks again for having me on. This is always fun, and uh, I can't believe it's four already. But uh, that's I, I'm very excited, as you said, to be here because it's out on audiobook now. But um, briefly, I, I also write nonfiction. I write fiction as well, and uh, usually my fiction is is sort of femdom based. So um, I wanted to write a book about a character who uh, winds up locked in chastity, and I wanted to make sure that it was ringing true and being realistic. But I had no experience, so. Uh, I decided that I would try it myself and I talked to my wife about it and she was very understanding about it. And we came up with an agreement that I would journal what was going on and she would as well. Um, She would talk to me about it and that if we were going to do this, we had to do it right, which meant that she had to be the key holder, which meant she had total authority over when I would be locked or unlocked uh, based on her desires and her needs. And obviously, we had some rules in place, which we talk about, about safety. You know, you you are locking your penis up in a a metal cage. You need to make sure that you have ways to get out because there are the horror stories. Um, And so we tried it. It was only supposed to be a week. But by the third day, we noticed together that something really special and unique was happening. And by the end of the week, we both agreed that we didn't want it to stop. And we wanted to see what would happen if we went for another week. And that became the genesis of the book. Um, And although I did write the book, my wife does have a big say in it. She is in the book as well, talking about her feelings and her interpretations of it, um, specifically around all the things that came from it that had nothing to do with sex, per se, but had everything to do with sensuality and intimacy. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, basically at the end of this, we knew that I had to write this book and share it. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode, and I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. And I'm so glad that you did. Because when I was reading this book and I was like, oh my God, this will be so helpful for so many people. And I love the way that you wrote it in such an 
it is like a journal kind of mm-hmm. way, but you added all these little tidbits of important tips and like, uh, and points to remember and, and stuff like that. But I do, I really love how your wife kind of um, chimed in and, and said how she was feeling you included her. And I, I just think it's so great because there's so much um, misunderstanding and mystery around chastity. And mm-hmm. I, I think I've said it on the show before, but I'll say it again. Uh, nothing scares guys more than chastity. Um, <laughs> over the years, that's been the strongest reaction that I've had from guys where if I bring up chastity, just, just like to some random guys, they'll be like, oh, no, no, I could never do that. I know myself, I could never do that. I could never do that. This seems to be a real line. Like, mm-hmm. and then there's the the other camp of people like, oh, why would you ever want to do that? Like, that seems so unfair. Why? <laughs> it's like so much misunderstanding and just general, I don't understand anything about cuckolding going on. So when this, when I read this book, I was like, oh my gosh, here it is. Because I'd heard that from people along the way where guys would say, this really helped me focus on my girlfriend, focus Mm -hmm. on my wife. This helped me. And from women who say, yes, he's a different person when he's locked up in a really great way. And so I was like, there's something to this. So this book is just absolutely fascinating like that. So who, in your words, who is this book for? Uh, This is for couples that are interested in better lines of communication, um, having some fun in the bedroom too. Uh, but who are really uh, striving for that extra kind of uh, connection, right? The, the the thing that was the most amazing part about this was that I thought, and my wife thought as well, that we had a very, very good relationship. And we did, but we just didn't know, you know, if you don't see the mountaintop, then you don't know how far you have to go, right? And just the the, the ability to have meaningful safe conversations, especially for her, the idea that she could express her mind to me without having to filter it all because she knew that I was receptive and ready to hear it, um, really opened up the doors to a lot of other things. Because actually, I believe it was the Harvard Harvard study that just wrapped up this year, the longest going uh, study in the history of the world on interpersonal relationships and what makes them good. I think it started in 1938, right? And it, the, the thing that it came out with was the people that live the longest, healthiest lives have deep, meaningful interpersonal uh, relationships, right? That's the key. It's not the Mediterranean diet, although that helps. <laughs> it's, it's not uh, avoiding alcohol or eating a lot of fish or, or any of that kind of stuff. It comes down to, do you have deep, meaningful personal relationships, right? And if you are fulfilled in that regard, um, you will uh, live a long, happy life. And wow, yeah. And, and that one of the things that chastity did for us was help us take our deep, meaningful relationship to another kind of level. And it wasn't that chastity did it per se. It was that it made it okay for us to do it. It helped, yeah. right? It was a helper. And it was not exactly what I was thinking I was going to go into and, and, uh, you know, putting this on my, <laughs> putting this on my dick. I was not like, well, I'm just going to put this on and then, you know, well, magically my marriage is going to change. No, I was just going to, I was expecting to be some interesting frustration and maybe a little bit of tease and denial or something like that. But 
it was a very profound change, which was very surprising for both of us. Mm-hmm. So do is this something that is for people who ha- are curious about BDSM or is this just for regular couples or what? That is a great question. So yes, obviously, I think if, if you're into BDSM, that's probably an easier conversation to have about it because it's not probably something you haven't heard of, uh, you know, but you can be completely vanilla and, and have this as part of your relationship because the part that it's really only affecting is, you know, masturbation or sex at that point. But most of the time in everybody's life, even if you're super kinky, you're not, you're not masturbating or having sex. So it's not something that's intrusive in your life in that regard. It's not something for the woman or, or whomever the key holder would be. It's not something that requires a large level of effort or input or even thinking about. That's the beauty of it for her was that, when she thought about it, if she thought about it, she was thinking about it in a pleasant way and and it was nice to think about it. And then if she didn't want to think about it at all, she didn't have to, right? Um, and because you can wear a chastity device just about anywhere but maybe airport security, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not uh, intrusive in that regard. So if you're vanilla and you don't want to have it as part of your sex life, well, then the wife can simply say, now's the time to take it off, right? And yeah. so it, it is literally in that regard for anybody. And it is simple. And I think we've talked about this before. It's the entry to it is pretty cheap. You just go on Amazon and, and Google it and be shocked at how many responses you'll get when you find the right keywords, because Amazon likes to pretend they don't sell these sorts of things. And they absolutely sell <laughs> these things. They just like to hide it so that like... <laughs> So that the average crusader who types in this thing is not going to find it on the first thing, right? So, um, yeah, so anybody can do it. Yes, they do. Yes. (laughs) We talked about this before, but you can find ones that are uh, two-day or one-day delivery, which means that they are selling so often they're getting shipped uh, preemptively to the nearest uh, um, warehouse so that when they're ordered, they just go right out, right? Which Amazon, their whole business model is logistics. And if the thing isn't going to sell or it's going to sell like one a year, then they won't bother to ship it out somewhere and have it waiting there taking up shelf space. But the fact that you can order a, a <laughs> you can order a metal chastity device from China and it arrives two days from now, they didn't, they didn't airlift it over from, from, you know, Beijing or Wuhan. They, <laughs> it's sitting in your local, your local Amazon warehouse. Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. 
I find that so amazing. So this is obviously something that a lot of guys are are either using regularly, either on their own or in a relationship, or are curious about it or trying it out for the first time. Like this is far more common than I think people realize. And um, and then I love how you said that for women, this is not a big, heavy commitment of you know kinky stuff that they now have to learn about and think about and do. That this is just something that that can be positive. It's it's like she doesn't have to do much. No, <laughs> this is no. not a lot of effort on her part. That is so true because a lot of times we know that women have a lot going on you you're you're a mom you're you know I'm you know you got work you got family you got friends you got a house you got the house that you got you got everything that you got to do plus then you got to think about all of these fantasies crazy fantasies your your partner has that you got to now mm-hmm. kind of fulfill for him this is an easy one all you got to do is hold the damn key <laughs> exactly and and as we know most of these things or, or just being a woman in general, if I can sort of paraphrase Ginger Rogers, it was, uh, you know, women have to do everything men do, but backwards and in high heels, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, right. Right. That's her, her quote about dancing with Fred Astaire. You know, I'm a, I'm a better dancer than Fred Astaire because I do everything he does, but I do it backwards and in high heels, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> true. Um, and, you know, even if it's something, just something in the bedroom, like strap-ons or something, that's a lot of work. Uh, for the woman, right? There's a there's a mm-hmm. requirement of putting all this stuff on. There's a get up and all that. And of course, men love it when their wives or girlfriends get all done up to the nines too, which is just a lot of effort. But this is this is as low an effort as you mentioned as you're gonna get. Like, yeah. you know, tell me I'm putting it on where, and then you know, put the key wherever you want to put it, and then that's it. You know? Set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Set it and forget it. (laughs) Ron Ron Popeil invented the wrong things, man. If he'd invented this, he'd he'd have made it even bigger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So, but, you know, and if you think about it that way, yes, it's very little effort for her, but yet so transformational for your relationship. So what, Mm -hmm. so for new couples who are going to listen to this, uh, this book on audiobook, Locked in Love, uh, for the first time, what can they expect to get out of it? Okay. Well, um, first, I would say that the speed at which the transition happens is variable. So if it doesn't happen at the same speed that it happened in our relationship, don't get disheartened. All right. The higher sex drive that you have as a, as a man or, or the person who is locked, the quicker you're going to get to these next kind of levels of understanding just because uh, the buildup happens a lot quicker. Right. And, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but the whole dopamine buildup that happens when you don't have a form of release. But what you can expect to happen is over time, in the simplest terms, your sexual energy will transition uh, to a sensual energy right? Rather than thinking purely in sort of animalistic terms of, you know, not, not to be basic, but "Mm, you want sex now. Um, you, you get into more thinking of what a delight it is when your wife holds your hand or, you know, uh, 
having her sit there with her feet in your lap while you're watching a show and you're rubbing her feet and you, you know, she's making these nice sounds that, that always sound nice to you, but now sound positively like, you know, word from the gods themselves, right? Because this is your uh, sensual energy. This is your feedback. This is what you're getting. And they'll, the other thing I think especially if you're a man with a high sex drive, one thing that you will notice very quickly is that you may be using masturbation as more of a crutch than you thought you were. Right? Oh, and, really? Yes. And I don't, I am not puritanical. I mean, I wrote a book about <laughs> you know <laughs> locking up your dick. So no, um, but there's, there's definitely healthy masturbation and everybody should do it. And then there's masturbation that you use to fulfill or fill a need that you should really be trying to get elsewhere. So had a bad day, burned one out. That's okay. Every once in a while, if that's your go-to for everything, or like you're a little feeling a little bit down, you're going to do that. Um, at a certain point, you'll recognize that like, oh, you know, rather than being frustrated and going and taking a shower and doing this, I probably should have just talked to my wife about my frustrations or, or something mm. along those lines, because it is so easy to do and feels so great. It often becomes the thing that you go to. And honestly, in a world of, of uh, self-medication, masturbation is really low on the list of bad ways to self-medicate. <laughs> But uh, so much so that you, I think you don't notice that you may be using it for that. And when it gets, it's not a problem until it gets in the way of intimacy. And I think for a lot of uh, people being locked up for the first time, they're going to be instantly denied that. And it's going to be a little bit confusing to them when they want to, even when they're not necessarily horny, Right. They may want to masturbate, but they're not horny. And that's because that's something that you were using in that situation sort of repetitive, repetitively as a just a form of stress relief. And then you'll have to try and find another way for that. And that's where if you're in the book, we talk about that. It's just one of the many things we talk about, about how communication grows from this and what's great about communication, because that is good com communication with your partner is the thing that relieves stress right? It doesn't create stress. It relieves stress. Even if it temporarily creates a little more stress, that temporary stress creation is relieving a much longer stress, right? Mm -hmm. Like having a conversation that you've been putting off may be stressful for that time that you have the conversation. But what do we always think when we're done with that? Why didn't I do that sooner? And, yeah. and, the, and the answer is you should have. But the why I didn't do that sooner is because it's been causing you such long-term stress that is now suddenly gone. And you're like, oh, so, <laughs> so that those are the things I would think that if from the male side, these are what you would expect to have happen to you right when you start this from the female side or, or key holder side. And I'm sorry, I'm using sort of a, 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 a totally polar male, female he, here, just because it's sort of my lingua franca, but I by no means mean that it has to be that. Um, from the female side, you'll notice probably right off the bat, because if he's the one who suggested this, he's going to be eager to show to you that it's something worth trying, right? So right off the yeah. bat, he'll probably be a little more attentive. And what you may notice is anything that's happened like this before, he's attentive right off the bat, but then sort of slips back to the old normal ways. 
And this time you'll notice that it doesn't. And you may notice uh, amorous intentions, uh, the same amorous looks, but without the amorous intentions, right? Just more focused on, on paying you a compliment and you knowing that that compliment is not only genuine, it's always genuine, but genuine without uh, expectation, right? Uh, not, not, trying mm -hmm. to, not trying to butter you up. For something you know maybe i'm trying to butter you up so i you'll let me rub your shoulders but hey who doesn't want to be buttered up that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that kind of led you to your i guess understanding of the barter system right mm -hmm. yeah and i've said this before on the show and i'll say it again that was when i when you when i read that about the barter system i was shook I was so shook because you, in a matter of like, what, two, three pages or not even, you pointed out something so fucking obvious, but that none of us ever actually see or think about. And after you did, it was like, I can never see or think about this the same ever again now, because now I know, like, I can spot this, I understand this, what this is, and how this affects the relationship. And you went into examples and everything like that. I was like, Oh, my God, <laughs> that's exactly it. So what is for those of you listening right now, Key is going to explain the barter system. And let me just warn you, you're never going to fucking think about this shit the same again. OK, <laughs> so the barter system is a, a subtle negotiation between you and your partner in which you engage in behaviors and activities with the with the idea that you build up to sex, right? Feeling comfortable asking for sex on the on the male side or on the female side feeling like like they've earned it and they they take their way sometimes it's not very subtle sometimes you're very aware of this like hey you know i just i just i just built a deck in the backyard for you for this party and i want sex and it's and it's like yeah sure you know hey great job but most of the time it is this unwritten unspoken of form of physical mostly communication where uh, a, a a pat on the ass that lingers enough to let you know oh right subtly oh this is you know he's not just not just caressing my butt because i got a cute butt he's caressing my butt and right and um working around the house doing little extra things all these sorts of things this this system in which men have been raised to sub subconsciously believe that sex is a payoff for um, trans. It's a transactional payoff for doing good, right? Not, mm -hmm. which in itself is a sort of insidious idea that falls back on these tropes that, that women don't like to have sex. They do it to get what they want. And men like to have sex, but they don't like intimacy and all that sort of stuff. Right. We all know those tropes. And, it's not really men's fault because in our lives, the first, first, um, I, I talked about this before, but I will, again, our first real interaction with women is our mother, right? And mm -hmm. our first interaction when we are reaching, and I'm not going to Freudian levels here. I'm not, I'm not talking about sex with mom or any of that kind of weird Oedipal stuff. I just mean that like when we're, you know, preteens and teenagers, trying to figure out how to negotiate the world. Uh, the first woman that we talk to like a woman in that regard is our mother. And 
our relationship with her at that stage, because is with every teenager everywhere, is purely transactional. You want to go to the party. Your grades better be good. Your room better be clean. You know, uh, you do this. That's <laughs> parents love you unconditionally, but that's just for the love part. The rest of everything else is one hundred percent conditional on you doing, you know, <laughs> X, Y, and Z. And and we learn very quickly that if we do this, we get what we want, right? If we do the following yeah. things, we get what we want. And unfortunately, and this is no one's no one's parents' fault because this is up to us to learn. When we get out into the real world. There are much different ways to approach intimacy than a transactional one. But the simple truth of the matter is, as much as it is, the barter system works, right? It, yeah. it, it works. Uh, both sides get what they want uh, most of the time. And mm -hmm. as a result, there's no driving need to go find something that f fills its space, right? The problem is when the barter system breaks down, then resentment on both sides. And, and you, you can see this in relationships that fall apart. You know, he, I do all the work to, you know, I'm always trying to take her out to dinner and all this sort of stuff. And she never wants to have sex with me. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And, and you just by hearing that, you see that he's treating it completely transactionally which is probably one of the reasons she doesn't want to have sex with him, <laughs> right? I mean, there's a lot of other reasons going on there, but when it breaks down, only the only thing it leaves behind is resentment from both sides. But when you understand what's at play with the barter system and you understand, especially uh, on the male side, when you're in chastity and you recognize because as you know, your penis is an excellent barometer for these things. And when you lock, <laughs> when you lock it in a cage and you realize that your hand is lingering on your, your wife's uh, derriere because you're interested in a little bit more, well, you notice that because you feel it in the cage and you're like, well, mm -hmm. consciously, I was just coming over to be close to her and put my hand on her. And subconsciously, I'm doing something else. I am trying to push, <laughs> I'm trying to push the needle from, geez, you know, Hey, what are you looking at to, you know, let's go on upstairs. Um, and being able to make that connection and, and sort of break it because you're not going to get the other side of this bargain. And you've agreed to that. Um, it's just one of the many things that helps you communicate because you get to talk to mm -hmm. your partner about this, about how you didn't understand that you did it. And you get yeah. to talk to her in a, in a, in a blameless way. No one's going to be mad at you for saying this. If anything, they're going to be pleased because they may not have uh, recognized it directly either. Like you, you were kind of like, well, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. But when I saw it and I read it, I was like, oh, yes, this is what's going on. And then you get to talk about other ways that you can have this kind of connection that isn't transactional. And the the, the beautiful irony of this was by taking away sex, we had more meaningful sex. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally I get that. And I, it is so true that women pick up on that sexual pressure in the, with the barter system, like completely, whether you realize that that's what it is or not, that is, it's there. It's just there. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things was, um, of course, like being, you know, the uh, podcasts are talking about this sort of stuff. I, there's a lot of guys out there that really, really want to get their girlfriend or the wife into this. And they're, 
trying to in their brain, trying to wreck their brain, thinking about all these strategies. Like maybe if I buy her this or I get her that or I take her there or buy her this outfit or if she walks past this guy or whatever, maybe if I orchestrate this or whatever, that she'll get into it Mm -hmm. and she'll this. And I'm like, this is a full on fucking pressure that you're putting on her that you don't even realize. And she feels it like 100 Mm percent. She feels it. This is not for, you know, his own. I guess, you know, he doesn't want sex for himself, but he wants his sexual fantasy to come true. And so it's the same fucking thing. And and so I, I, when I read that about the barter system, I was like, maybe this is the answer. Just ditch, be recognize that that is the barter system right there, that you are mm-hmm. doing all of these things for that kind of payoff. And and that that pressure is not helping at all for her. And just end it. And but can you do that without chastity? Can you end that and him therefore just, you know, do the things for her for her own pleasure and and only and or do you need to lock up your dick for that? Is this a thing that guys need? <laughs> <laughs> well, first I I I have spoken to a lot of women that have said Yes, every guy should be locked up for <laughs> just for like for two weeks, you know, like like uh, I freshman, might have said that before, <laughs> you know, freshman orientation. Right. <laughs> not not yeah. the worst idea, actually. Um, but uh, you don't need it. But my my retort to that would be. But why not? I mean, it's two weeks, two weeks of your life. It helps you you're going to do all the work right the the lock isn't doing any of the work you're doing all the work but it helps um it's a lot of fun for both of you it makes it so much easier to communicate so much easier to learn about each other and then i i, I don't want to jump the gun here but what you learn about your partner's sexuality and what you get to witness as being fully the person who is creating the sexual enjoyment rather than you know, focusing on your goals, uh, what you get to learn there is really breathtaking. Like you, you may think that you are a very good lover and you probably are, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody here, but even if you're a very good lover, almost every single instance of your life, you know, of, of your intimacy of your sexual moments have had a goal of at the end, I get mine. Right. Yes. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because biologically that's exactly how we're fucking designed to work. Right. So I'm not trying to shame that or anything like that, but that's in your head. Every time you have sex, that's in your head. Like I am engaged in her pleasure right up until the point in which my pleasure becomes something I can't, uh, step back from and you know, it's just going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But with chastity, you're out of that loop. Your pleasure is purely what you get from her. And, you know, that is not, I, I think for some people that might be sustaining for, for their entire life, but I, I, I'm not trying to say that that will sustain you for your entire life. But what I will say is that if you haven't experienced that, truly experienced your partner's pleasure is the only pleasure you're getting, um, you're missing out because just it, it's beautiful. And you get to pick up on things that you never picked up on before. Little subtle cues, sounds, you know, uh, the way that they move their their hip when they're getting close or, or, or any of that. And you just get to take the time and, and the pleasure of just enjoying the journey, which um, 
as awesome as it sounds for me, it's also pretty awesome for <laughs> for her. <laughs> um, but but you learn so much, and it's kind of revelatory, right? You 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 come out of this feeling really connected in a way that you may not have before, simply because you've never ever fully just focused 100% on your partner's pleasure. And when you have, you feel like this is something I've done with somebody who's very special to me. And it, I'm glad it was with her. Right. And I'm, mm -hmm. I feel like a different person because of that. Um, mm -hmm. and it also, when you go back to having sex in the more traditional way, um, it's still something that's in your head because now those little cues and those little things you picked up on before, they don't go away. And and now that you know how to hear them, pick them out from the noise of everything else, they're amplified. So you can, you know, Oh, I know that that, I know that noise. That means I'm doing something very right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as I say this, like this is chastity, but I'm sure that truly submissive people out there in a BDSM relationship will, totally clue into what I was just talking about because yes. In, yes, there is that aspect of like, especially service subs where there's just all it's about is the other person's, you know, your Dom's pleasure. So yeah. yeah. But let's face it, ma the majority of couples out there, that's not where they're at. Uh, so this is <laughs> transformational for them. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Key, I really do. I think that you and I, we need to like host a chastity challenge a two-week chastity challenge like regular ass couples out there we need to make this a fucking thing and because it is so transformational for relationships this is a form of love is it not mm -hmm. we're talking about this during you know february love month this is you know coming out on valentine's day so this is a form of expression of love celebration of love of reinventing love in your relationship so if it has so many positive things to it and yet so many people just disregard it as some kinky fetish thing um we need to change that we need to do something like people really need to understand that this is really beneficial for for relationships across the board oh, i, I <laughs> love that idea that, that, we talked about that all guys should be locked up thing i'm just i'm just <laughs> saying there's something to it <laughs> <laughs> no i i love that idea because it's two weeks you could start on february 1st and end on valentine's day and you we could do like every night have a have a, a monap chat with people to see how they're doing and let them talk about what they're liking about it what they aren't you know that just you've got a really good idea there <laughs> We should do it. Honestly, we should do it. This this is this needs to become a thing. Um and okay, so I know you touched a little bit about about it uh, in this conversation and I believe in this book too about the about how women no longer have to feel like they have to filter what they say. That was so powerful for me. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm ta I've talked about your other book um surrender submit and serve her which is talks about female leadership in relationships for anybody listening you have to read that book that is just incredible and that was one of the big takeaways for me with that book was holy shit there is this filter that i have been that all of us i mean all of us women use this filter uh when we're talking to uh to um to our partner 
in that we soften things. We don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, offend somebody. We have, we can't, we can't. And yet, fuck that shit. You can say what you want. You can say what you need. You just have to be in that, that, the safety of that relationship, your partner giving you the safety of that relationship. Chastity does that as well. So I'm just saying for anybody listening, you have to read that book as well. Surrender, submit, and serve her. Okay, and um, key uh, mm-hmm. before before we end this. Okay, I just I wanted to ask you about weren't you doing a book on like chastity sex positions? Too? What <laughs> happened with that? It's still happening. It's just finding an illustrator. The truth of the matter is, I want to pay a fair price to an illustrator to do this work, but uh, you know I am not made of money, so it's very hard to find someone who wants to do the work for honestly what less than what they're worth right and let's let's be honest here illustration is is an art form it is real for specifically a book about chastity sex positions you know you're you're tasking an illustrator with a pretty interesting task um i've come close with a few illustrators it just didn't work out no fault of their own i can't be mad at someone who's like this doesn't quite you know the numbers don't work out for me right but um i do want to get that published just because Believe it or not, there are a ton of chastity sex positions, and they're very fun for both parties. And, um, you know, you could probably figure them out on your own, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's more about a kind of a fun, you know, let's say you, you've gotten into chastity, you both love it, and hey, here's a fun Valentine's Day gift. Let's try these things. You know, let's try that one. Let's oh try the God. canoe. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so maybe for Valentine's next year, that'll be part of the two-week challenge. <laughs> oh, that'd be I love great. It. Okay, and whoever's listening, if you are an illustrator and you want to help us out here, because we really want to get this book done, it has to get done, then please <laughs> contact me. I will put you in touch with Key. We could figure something out. Maybe I can, you know, add some benefits to the deal or something Ooh. like that. <laughs> Sweeten it a little bit, you know, I'm sure we can figure it out. But um, but yeah, so if you're if you're listening and you want to do it, contact me. Okay. Key, where can people learn more about you and the books that you've you've uh, written and everything like that? Um, I am on Amazon. I have all of my books there. Uh, I have uh, the nonfiction books. I have fiction books for for everybody's type. Um, I have a femdom and femsub uh, fiction books. I'm also available on Audible, which is the big the big hooray about this is now both of my nonfiction books, uh, Surrender, Submit, Server, and Locked in Love are available on Audible. Um, Tanter, I'd like to thank Tanter Media for uh, doing this for me because, uh, I mean, obviously they paid me, but uh, they are expecting some sales out of that as well. But for anybody who does this, the entry point to getting a good audio book done is very high the cost very high if you want to do it yourself. And so it prevents a lot. And I do mean there is a lot of good self-published works out there that do not see the light of day on this and should. So I want to thank them for taking that chance with me. Um, and I'm very, as I mentioned to you before we start at the start of the show, I'm very excited that I'm on audiobooks for this on Audible because it opens the door to so many people who did not have access 
to either the digital or the paperback books, especially uh, you know persons with dyslexia or persons with low to no vision. They deserve the right to have this kind of happiness in their relationship and fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me on Twitter, although I am less engaged on Twitter these days just because it's sort of a tire fire. A weird ass place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, weird ass so, place right now. <laughs> um, but if you found a place that's like Twitter, but without all the insanity, please, please contact me on Twitter and say, oh gosh, please come to to whatever it is. And, and if it's good, I'll, I'll drag Venus along too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it does feel like a dumpster fire these days. It really does. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just want to say a big, huge thank you, um, Key, for coming on the show for the fourth time <laughs> to talk about your books. I am probably the biggest fan of these two books out there. And I really do think everybody needs to to read them. But now you can listen to them on audiobooks. And um, perhaps we can talk uh, and do some moan chats together and, mm-hmm. and chat about it a little bit more. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. And thank you for sharing this. I mean, it is revelatory for me. And I, I love that you are giving it a chance for other people to have this little chance at happiness. And I really appreciate it. And we need to make that 14 day thing happen. I think that's a really awesome idea. We're so talking about this after I press stop on the record button. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's going to be it for this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Make sure you check us out on the Moan app. We're going to be doing this two-week challenge. It is happening. So check it out. You can register at venuscuckoldress.com. And hey, while you're there, you can book a private chat with me. You can also join one of the membership tiers that gives you so many different bonuses and perks for supporting the podcast. All right, you can find me on Twitter as well. My handle is at V. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.